This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. You're fucking 10 ply, bud. Van! <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> the basement mixing up the medicine i'm d jones as always i got my main man the ghost with me and we got ants one behind the scenes it's a cool thing still and i would leave it to the ghost but i'll tell you myself it's a big week in studio e this week ghost what we got popping zero legend tommy guns you already know one of the most buck dudes to ever step foot on a skateboard pleasure shooting the shit with him and then we taking y'all straight to the post office and wrapping it up with the rundown make sure to follow us on instagram at the bunt live subscribe to us on youtube at the bunt live and head over to our patreon patreon.com slash the bunt we out here doing it for the people non-stop and then head over to our website thebuntlive.com hopefully one of these days we get around to making some new clothes man because the people are asking ghosts that time of year man gotta bless the people with uh, a little one-two punch you betcha without further ado it's shout out of the week let's hear it oh man big week for shout out of the week our extended family down in miami you know shout out nick Katz. shout out dizza shout out jedi you get me the andrew downtown skate squad did it again they dropped their new video yassel is that how you pronounce it i don't know it looks like it but the boy them are popping you get me reza elijah all them boys doing it up big miami oh we miss y'all so much can't wait to come down and shred good looks on a fun little skate video you get me and i got a shout out of the week of my own as I mentioned, the Bunt Live's Instagram is always popping. And this week, we got a monumental follower, Jack Grover, a.k.a. J-Dot, a.k.a. Speed Power Flow. <laughs> the newest homie on Dark Star Flow, one of my favorite skaters in the game, hit us with the follow. Shouts out to Jack, bro. You a real one. Uh, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so like we said, we got T-Guns in the building. Tommy Sandoval, die trying, baby. If you skate, you know who Tommy Sandoval is. I don't even think we need to do this intro, man. This is uh, an all-time great in the building for episode nine. Ghost, you want to throw something out there, or is, is it even necessary? One thing I forgot to ask them that I wish I did was, do you prefer, if you pull up to a massive gap, how do you choose between kickflip and frontside flip? Because it seems like he can frontside flip anything, and it's almost like kickflip's harder for him. But uh, I'll never know. Or maybe we'll just text him. Or do I care that much what the answer is to text him? I don't know. But anyways, let's get into it. But first, let's get some pizza popping. Deggy, Dr. Pepperoni, margaritas, 
bodega subs. It's on, baby. Hey, don't miss the wings. Best in the city, baby. Maker Pizza. You can head in-store, uptown, Avenue Road in Lawrence, downtown, Queen and Spadina, or just order off the app. Available on Android and iOS. Maker Pizza, man. Maddie Matheson, tell them what we're working with. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, y'all, let's get this interview popping. All right, y'all, we got Tommy Sandoval in the building today. What's up, man? What's good, guys? How's it going? Straight chilling. Are we good with so the great. big legend in the building? Things just got heated up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So, Tommy, we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. I guess my first part, like uh, when, Oof. yeah, when Cold War, or, I mean, fuck Cold War. I, I get all these fucking videos confused. Um, New Blood. <laughs> New Blood dropped. Yeah. That was my first full part, which I was absolutely stoked on. Hell yeah. Classic thing, man. Oh, yo, wait, wait. Before we move on to favorite sports moment, I just got to say one thing. As much as I love that part, and it's you know it came out when we were still young and like very memorable watched it over and over you had no respect for back nose grinds back then man what do you got to say for yourself <laughs> no respect for back nose grinds wait a second i got one in there what are you talking about you've got two in there yeah no respect bro you snow plowed oh did i i didn't oh i didn't did i touch my nose on him um, uh, oh you did one down that hubba well, and dude, go to that hubba and let me know. And you do dude. it, yeah. Yeah. No, you I can't that do that out. one. I couldn't do <laughs> that one, but you, you did another one on the top of a picnic table. And I only say that as a light shirt. Oh, because what? I, that one That one in the line before yeah. the front nose? Fuck yeah. no, I didn't touch on that. Did I really? That Dude, they let me get away with that? No way. We I don't just have to bring that it. one up for sure. Yeah, we might dude, have. Okay, yeah. maybe if you're saying you didn't touch, maybe we'll have to. We'll have to put I, a little I, poll up on our I'm story or something. I'm getting whacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> good lord. No, I started uh, off with a compliment, shit. man. All good. All Save good. it, man. You want him to stick around for the interview, or you want him to leave, man? Nah, like, we're good. Let's be late so here. I'll, I'll mind my uh, bag nose grinds in the future. So if I if you ever see one again, it will be perfectly balanced. There you go. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then favorites, uh, favorite sport moment. Fuck. Favorite sports moment. Probably just growing up watching like 95 to like 98 or 99 Padres. Like the squad. Like just fucking. It was just so epic around that time. Like every game as a kid just seemed fucking amazing i don't know the team was rad at that time and just it was just fun that's just one that sticks out the most i guess maybe that or harlem globetrotters oh shit. everybody can relate <laughs> to that as a kid yes that, that shit's classic <laughs> for sure while we're living in the past can you tell us where you came up and how you got into skating yeah, so most people know that I'm from Chula Vista, which is right here, um, Southern California, right on the border of uh, Mexico, basically. So probably like 10, maybe 15 minute drive and then 
born in Mexico, but uh, I grew up. Damn. Yeah, I grew up in Chula Vista, born and raised, been kind of moving around SD, just pretty much stayed in San Diego my whole life. My first sight of skating, what I first saw that like got me the most hyped, I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm in the back of my parents' car and we're just driving like around town, whatever, I can't remember what we're doing, but I'm looking out the window, see this guy skating and he ollies up like uh, a bus bench and just cruises, just cruising and fucking like, I was mind blown. I was like, how the fuck did the, how did his board stay on his feet? And then, and he's just still going, he's cruising. And I'm like, that would just fucking <clears throat> mesmerize me. I'm like, and I couldn't stop thinking about that. <clears throat> so I think I asked my parents for a board for Christmas, maybe that year or within the next year or something. And uh, yeah, it was just, I didn't really get into it immediately because my brothers, I had three, maybe four older, or, or yeah, three older brothers, like blood brothers and then a stepbrother. So four older brothers that all did different little things during the summer. And that usually was the time when we'd either get into biking, rollerblading, um, <laughs> skating, you know, fucking whatever sports, you know, just in general, like summertime shit. So mm -hmm. one summer we got skating, like everybody's cruising around and I just kind of like got stuck on, on the image of that dude ollieing up the bench and really just wanted to learn how to ollie. So that was my first like thing that got me attached to it. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I gotta learn this ollie, you know? And then from there, things just started building up and out of everybody that like was skating at that time, like people started fading off, getting older, you know, doing fucking whatever they're doing. I guess like kids get into the gangs, fucking partying, whatever. And I was just the kid that kept skating. So mm. uh, I started finding other kids that were skating in the neighborhood and then started hanging out with them, basically making my own little crew instead of tagging along on my brother's shit. And uh, yeah, from there, just fucking got carried away. And then you're hooked, man. <laughs> so what was your first big break in the skate industry man how'd, how'd the ball get rolling for you shit dude i would probably say lenny rivas was my first big break. what like no jokes i can't say completely that like he's the reason or whatever but as far as like the zero connection and the weird universe working in a crazy way and like how it all panned out like I could honestly say that it were, if it weren't for Lenny at a certain point and me knowing him or us knowing of each other, that, like, I wouldn't be... Well, and obviously, if I wasn't skating the way I was, I wouldn't mm -hmm. be, you know, talked about or blah, blah, blah. But he happened to, like, name drop me in front of Jamie. And, like, he's like, yo, there's this kid in Chula Vista. He's, like, jumping off fucking roofs and all this crazy <laughs> shit. And, and that was the time when, like... Um, Circo was around and uh, he was kind of like pretty much a little kid on the team, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there was no other team that I really would fit in with as much as Zero, you know, just straight up. Uh, and fuck, dude, I, I don't know any other teams that have lasted this long with the kind of skating that I do. Yeah. And fucking, you know, like, but just, it's insane to think know. that when you were coming up, you chose zero because, like, 
you wanted to fit that image and now when anybody thinks of zero they think of obviously jamie but you as well man like you are the zero image now so that's funny yeah i don't i don't i have no idea man fucking i'm just glad to be here yeah no i appreciate it i just i don't know how to take it i'm like whatever fucking i'm still just like making it happen so Mm -hmm. but that's insane that's lenny rivas man who would have thought uh, another reason, I guess, was, like, we are at the Dying to Live premiere in, like, downtown SD, and oh, everybody's running around, dude, there's Muska, there's fucking, and I have my video on me, too, and I'm like, fuck, who do I want to give my video to? I want to give it to Jamie, but we sat there and talked to Muska for probably, like, half an hour, dude, and I just told him, like, all the tricks that were on the Sponsor Me tape, <laughs> but, like, wouldn't, wouldn't give it to him, because I was like, nah dude like we gotta give it to jamie dude like and and like i don't know dude we just kind of fucking made our way to where everybody like was entering like the back fucking area or whatever all the pros yada yada so i i saw that door and like there was a couple homies over there and my friend was right there he's like hey fucking let's stop jamie and just give him the video Or, or like give him the video and get the number to black box so we can fucking like, make the connection, you know? And I'm like, all right, dude, let's fucking do this. So, like, uh, the, the premiere got shut down. All this fucking drama happened. Some kid got thrown through the window, like, in the front. And uh, all this shit goes down. Jamie's, like, walking off. Me and the homie stop him. And, of course, a bunch of kids, like, trying to get autographs. And I'm like, yo, I don't even want your autograph. I just want to give you this video. And, like, I'm going to be the next kid on Zero. Like, I don't give a fuck. Believe me or not, I don't really care what, <laughs> what? you say. Like, no, like, straight up. But I was like, just give me just give me the number to Black Box. Or, like, give me the number to Zero. Like, that's all I really need, you know? And then, like, I don't know. Obviously, I put my number on the Sponsor Me tape. So, <clears throat> I, I remember he gave me the number. But, of course, I didn't know what to do with it. Like, why am I going to... F- I got the number. Woohoo! Like, so what am I going to do? Call the dude and be like, hey, I'm that kid that handed you the fucking video. Like, I, so it was just like for the sake of having it, I guess. But eventually, like, uh, me and the homie, that I, the older filmer homie, we were working together doing Thailand shit. And that was, um, that was the time I was really working the hardest to get sponsored. Like, I had moved out of my house, like, you know, my parents' house, whatever, dropped out of school, fucking no job. Like, no job as far as, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go to a fucking convenience store. I'm not going to go to a grocery store and get a job. Like, I'm working with mm-hmm. the homie under the table, you know, fucking whatever. Like, just tagging along. And uh, I was sleeping on his couch. So it's like, yo, fucking, do I want to be doing tile sleeping on a couch forever? Or do I want to get this skate shit going and make something happen? And, like, it was kind of like a weird balance, like... I would fucking go out and skate my ass off, but then, like, probably, like, pile out for, like, a week or two. So I'm, like... And then, like, working, too. It was, like, I had to skate and work at the same time. Not, like, I'm not complaining, like, oh, my God. But when you're doing tile, it's, like, manual labor and then skating or skating and then doing manual labor and then skating again. I was, like, skating before work, after work, on breaks. Like, it didn't fucking matter, dude. It was, like, we're making this sponsor me tape. We're getting it done and we're sending it in. And fucking, <clears throat> that's exactly what we did. Like, throughout the whole time I was working with my friend doing tile, like, 
we made this sponsor me tape we fucking sent it to jamie and we sent more and more as time went on just to show the progression of like hey dude i'm fucking i'm not giving up dude we're just <laughs> like and then and then we started searching out the fucking spots that they were going to and literally like meeting them at spots or just skating the spot waiting for them to show up so it's wow. like no matter what dude it was happening that's <laughs> how you some, get it done you're man. on some yeah. stalker shit yo so, get the job done by any means i mean not really stalker shit as much as like yo fucking (laughs) i'm ready i'm ready for this shit you know like if there's put me in coach like what the fuck (laughs) dude there was like nobody else nobody else in the area uh at the time doing that kind of shit you know it just wasn't really i mean james brockman but he was from east county and like Mm -hmm. down where i was from was like Chula Vista is fucking I was like one of like seven skaters maybe like four of which actually made it out you know like Kellen Laurel fucking yeah like, I don't skate mafia old school yeah just like Matt Broad RIP fucking a lot of people came out of Chula Vista don't get me wrong but for my time range it just wasn't very many you know while that was going down where it is your dad wasn't very supportive of your skating in the early days did you have to hide it from him or or what happened yeah i mean that's just always been a tough thing i mean my dad's not really still like he's not the biggest fan he's just like he's accepting of it because it's at a point where i mean i'm grown up like i never (laughs) i never really got into any major trouble through skateboarding like i never been arrested like all the shit that he thought was gonna happen when i was a kid i really like tried to stray away from even though i can't like can't like not get arrested for skating skate spots but i've just got really fortunate in in the run-ins that i do have i'm like super lucky or just fucking never got arrested i I mean i've got like one or two tickets even you know like super lucky wow so yeah i just got one of those tough love type of dads (laughs) Mm. so your die trying tattoo is one of the most recognizable tattoos in skateboarding, man. Uh, what made you get that tat? Shit. Okay, it was definitely it was definitely influenced by dying to live. The font was um, on mm-hmm. that like behalf, but it was a time where I was transitioning from like working and like getting starting to get flow and like slowly like making my way onto the team i guess you would say but um i got that tat one day after work and i was just like thinking of just like the indefinite of like okay we're all gonna die right duh (laughs) but we're gonna die trying to do something that for some reason spoke to me like die trying so die trying like oh that guy fucking you know so and so he died trying to do whatever i don't know why that <laughs> came to my mind but that was the first initial meaning of like why i thought of it like okay i get that tatted that's like a notion of like we're dead no matter what so like doesn't matter what you're looking at it's only temporary <laughs> you know what i mean so like i could have a fucking 
fuck you on my chest, a big finger and my face, you know, and all this shit. I could have all this weird shit tatted on me and fucking you'd think the same thing. You're like, what the fuck does that all mean? But like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, it just came down to like a moment of, damn, like pretty simple meaning. Like, we're going to die trying fucking in the process. Whatever. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we're living, we're happy, but fucking something unfortunate happened. And then there's the, like, motivational, like, I'm going to fucking get it no matter what, which is probably what people think is the whole meaning behind it, which of course. I feel has, has built its own thing, you know? Like, I, I didn't really originally get it thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking this crazy-ass dude that's just willing to do whatever the fuck, you know? It was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah, I'm down. I'm down for my shit, like... But if I get this, I'm like, no matter what, I'm down for my shit, you know? Like, because, yeah, every time I take off my shirt, people are like, whoa, gay. Like, (laughs) just this fucking die trying, huh? Like, it's a serious statement, that's for sure. Yeah, it's just like, you don't really expect to see that on most people's chest, I guess, in such large font. You already know CHPO brand does it for the people and they want to hear your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. So send them in to the buntlive at gmail.com and we'll be choosing our favorites. And you know the winner is getting a fat box from CHPO. And if you want to support Skatistan or SkatePal, you can visit their website, skatistan.org and skatepal.co.uk or purchase a Skatistan or SkatePal product from chpobrand.com 100% of the profits will be donated chpo brand doing it for the people did you and your crew steal a camera to film your sponsor me tape yeah well i wouldn't really say we we it wasn't like a this needs some more explaining because people get the wrong <laughs> idea and think i'm just a fucking thief but that's really not the case. Like, I kind of got put in a situation that when I was that young, I didn't know what to do other than to run with the crew that I'm with, you know? Like, and I'm in a place probably like an hour away from home that I'm stuck otherwise. So yeah, of course I'm gonna fucking do whatever the homies say. And like, I'm just gonna roll with it. You know, I'm not gonna, I don't know what to do. But anyways, this is what happened. We ended up, all right, we're from Chula Vista, and we went to uh, Escondido. Like, there's, I don't know, a bunch of fucking spots out there, like Rincon and whatever. So we ended up at the school, and we're skating these spots, and me and my homie that, uh, the older guy that fucking drove, whatever, he had, like, I think think he was still rocking a high eight maybe is or like with the t- with like the medium sized tape in it i don't know which one those were it was like not the fucking vhs and not the mini dv it was like in between yeah it was high eight was in the middle yeah yeah okay so we were still rocking that dude and like i think he was just like he saw the opportunity there's a bunch of like rich kids from that area which where we're from like you get the basics you know and then when you go up there everybody's got new boards it's just 
fucking typical like shit you know like we're the hood rats and they're like the fucking pretty boys and they just happened to be skating this spot and we were skating it the homie's like hey um do you want to like go back there and try a trick and i'm gonna ask this homie if i can use his camera to film it and then like you just kind of make sure you can do the trick and when you ride away just keep riding and then i'll fucking run to the car and then i'll meet you somewhere you know like wherever i'm like yeah yeah totally like fucking sure (laughs) like okay let's do it uh i really had no choice because once the kid handed over the camera it was over i was like fuck like he asked the kid, he's like, hey, can I, like, film this? Like, whatever. Like, I think our camera died or something. Like, he planned this whole shit out, dude. Like, he fucking gets Holy the kid's camera, God. and as soon as I see it in his hand, like, my heart starts racing. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, all right, we got to, like, jack these kids. Like, I feel, I felt like shit, because that's not my idea of, like, I never, that, I didn't grow up, like, stealing a bunch of shit, you know? Like, I wasn't really that, that type of kid. So, um... Mm-hmm. To be involved like that, to be like the fucking middleman, like all I had to do was like You're you know, the decoy, just, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just had to fucking <laughs> be a part of it, but I wasn't really doing it myself. So, uh my homie stole the camera, he runs to his car, it's fucking these kids, half of them follow him, the other half follow me, and I don't know what I'm doing. I just skate around the school trying to find wherever I can get out. And these kids are fucking chasing after me. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not letting them catch me. And I don't know what's going on with the other homie. But I fucking ran as fast as I could out into the parking lot. And I was, like, looking for him, whatever. (laughs) I see him, like, pulling to the front of the school thinking I was there. And that's where all the other kids were that were chasing him down. The other Mm -hmm. half that were chasing me met up with them, and they all fucking, like, threw their boards at his car. Like, I don't know, a couple hit it, whatever, and, like, he, like, peeled out and left. And then I'm stuck with the crew, like, uh, fuck, like, I don't even know that guy. Like, fucking totally, like, had to play it off, because, I mean, fuck, dude, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, that's that's my homie, he stole your shit, (laughs) like, I'm gonna rat him out, and when he comes back, like, we'll give it back. Like, that was not happening. But also, also, I wasn't planning on, like, that being, like, the next step in making it to a sponsorship. I was like, fucking, okay, the homie stole a camera. Like, that's not going to make my skating better. You know what I mean? That's crazy. So, um, yeah, it, it was just, like, one of those things where I got stuck. He left. Eventually, like, I talked my way out of the crew started skating like off just i had no idea where i was going and the homie eventually like came around and picked me up and then from then on we just had this camera and everything all good to go fucking holy dude i don't know it's crazy man like i i feel bad and even i think i i even saw the kid at like a signing after that and like multiple different people have like said shit and been like hey like you stole my friend's camera like blah blah, blah. i'm like fuck like i'm sorry like i can't Damn. can't return it we don't have it like and that was something i did as as a kid like i fucking wasn't thinking really young fucking immature so yeah when people want to like put shit on you for 
stuff you were doing back in the day and like make you look some sort of way when you're grown up yeah oh you guys can fuck off (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a crazy that's a crazy story i had no idea where that was going but that's crazy so we'll fast forward a little bit you use the camera you make the sponsor me tape you go up to jamie at the premiere get his number now you're on zero and uh tell us a little bit about the first time meeting up with jamie and skating with them at that schoolyard shit i mean i don't i don't know there was there's actually actually the first time i think that we met at a spot or that i can remember like that probably gets brought up the most is uh we were skating brooklyn or no not brooklyn fucking what's that school washington washington four block is um really famous spot in sd for a long time before it got shut down whatever but um yeah that day i was skating the four block i think they showed up to the spot i i I, me and my friends like literally did research like on all the spots that they skated locally and kind of like made our way around them and like would hang out at certain ones hoping they'd show up and that particular day we were like there for pretty much the majority of the day we're like all right that's just the spot we're gonna skate and if they show up that'll be sick you know they just happen to show up and then fucking i'm doing this i think i like switch hard flipped it and tray flipped it or did like did did a couple tricks that day and fucking jamie filmed i think one or two of them and in the process i broke my board and like i was like hey like you guys got any extra boards whatever like i'll just take leftovers i, I don't really care dude like i just needed a board and size like that shit didn't matter here. <laughs> like I couldn't pick from like a seven, seven, five or an eight, one or eight, two. Like I had no idea what a size was at that point. I'm like, okay, I'm just on a board skating. That's good enough. Like, so anyways, um, yeah, that, that was the first run in in particular that I feel really stands out. Like skating that, that four block, Jamie filming it. And then, like getting boards and then being like hey like all right so where are you guys gonna be next week or something you know like pretty much like all right i'm gonna meet up again like just waiting on the next opportunity (laughs) so they bless you with some leftovers oh yeah i got i think i got like a handful of fucking random (laughs) random ass shit but for sure wrote them all and probably broke them all and fucking yeah so stoked (laughs) super (laughs) stoked on that yeah, I remember I got an old Mumford board. I was like, what the fuck? This shit was pretty amazing. Mumford, the god. Can you tell us about the time you got hit in the face with a skate tool at the top of the 16 in Tucson? Jesus. I believe we're on a fallen trip. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're filming for Ride the Sky. Um, yeah, dude. Wow. Terrell Robinson. What a guy. (laughs) That dude, fucking, for whatever reason, I don't know if I had just got done skating the spot or was just about to skate the spot, but there was some reason that I I was going to be changing a board or... I don't know what it was. There's No, somebody next to me. I think it was Billy. We were sitting up against the fence, like, at the end of the... 16 the the runway or the rollaway comes into a fence right and we're sitting there and we're talking 
uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And somebody was like, hey, like, I need a skate tool, whatever. And <clears throat> some, you know, but hey, skate tool, just kind of threw it out there. For whatever reason, um, Terrell is at the top of the 16, has a skate tool, and doesn't really tell anybody that he has a skate tool, but just decides more so to fucking throw it to us and just like the tool will just appear <laughs> and here's the skate tool guys but uh yeah it's fucking that from the top of the 16 it's probably like probably like 30 yards dude like he fucking chucked it dude and it fucking hit me <laughs> it hit me under the eye like if it was any higher it would have fucking probably knocked out my eye like it hit me uh. like right in the cheekbone and fucking I seriously thought somebody punched me in the face and like I was like about to fight somebody I was like so caught off guard I was like like what the fuck like, what just happened and then I just see Terrell at the top like like oh my god I'm so sorry and like a couple things ran through my my mind first of all I was like damn I want to fuck this fool up really bad right now like my, my initial thought is like dude I'm about to fucking beat the shit out of this dude and then when I like thought that and looked at him and then like rethought that and I was like I don't really want to fight this guy right now because I don't think I can really beat his ass because he's actually pretty <laughs> massive and uh <laughs> I kind of like checked myself real quick and I was like alright dude like if it was anybody else I still dude I'm not I'm not a fighter I'm not gonna go fucking do that to anybody I'm just gonna like really make you think about what you did and just like be like yo bro that fucking sucked fucking horribly like i mean as bad as some can suck without like you doing something to like make it happen like i know if if i was like hey fucking throw me that skate tool and i wasn't paying attention and that happened it would be my fault but naturally like when that shit just happened i was like fuck like all right like i'm not gonna react like now I'm gonna fucking beat your ass, you know, like. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> didn't did you skate the 16 after? Oh yeah, I got a clip on it. I, I'm not sure if it was before or after, but that was uh, I think I nolly half capped it and. Um, it might, I, yeah, dude, I don't remember, dude. It's fucking before or after, either way, fucking that dude. Whatever, uh, we're cool. I like totally fucking. <laughs> squashed it on the spot i'm like dude that was fucking lame and like he felt really bad like genuinely he's a good dude i i like Terrell, um but that was just a bad decision plain and simple a good friend of ours james hardy the man who made this interview happen he's uh yeah turning out totally. to be essentially our agent these days um, <laughs> oh man we heard when you guys first met you didn't get along some might even say you hated each other but more specifically why did he ruin your trip to Barcelona? There was a time, there was a time when we fucking hated each other. And I don't even know how it happened. Like, I, I probably just, I, from talking to him now, I think I'm kind of figuring it out that I had, like, the little brother syndrome of, like, I, I always had brothers to pick on me, and I never had a brother to pick on. So, like, now that I had somebody that was, like, kind of younger than me or just, like... I was already in a better position, so I felt like in the, like, on the totem pole, I'm like, hey, like, I could kind of make fun of you, like, I'm already somebody, <laughs> or, you know, like, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. it just was that, that thing, you know, like, and, and everybody at Black Box kind of just, 
had their little things, you know, like, and it was just funny to talk shit to people. It was just, we just did that. And uh, I just took it too far, I guess. And James was not really the easygoing fucking make fun of me, have a, you know, have a laugh type of guy. Like, I think he was just real serious at that time, really, like, concentrated. And, like, my whole gimmick like he just wasn't having it <laughs> and probably a c- couple other people i can imagine weren't having it either but like him in specific was yeah that was like an ongoing probably for like several years until we finally like i <clears throat> i think it was me one day i was just like yo dude like i don't know what i ever did to you but i i'm just over it dude like i don't care fucking you know like i was a shitty person now i'm just like i want to be cool to you i want to fucking be your friend i told him straightforward i'm like dude like let's just call it fucking call it quits on all the bullshit you know and then after that was cool but wait what did he tell you about barcelona i don't don't he didn't tell us he wanted he asked us to he wanted us to ask he thought you would remember maybe there's a specific story we'll have to get to the bottom of that some shit about some hash and like me bringing it back on the plane (laughs) But then, like, oh, yeah, like, maybe I didn't... I was trying to get him to get me get me free drinks because <laughs> he was, like, just turned 18 and the stewardess kept asking him if he wanted drinks. And I was like, yeah, dude, get a... If you don't drink, just get a drink and I'll drink it, you know? Like, because I would just want to be <laughs> fucking out of my mind on the plane. Like, I just hated flying. Mm-hmm. So whatever I could do to be fucked up and <clears throat> uh, they had already cut me off. I was fucking deep dude and like i'm sure he was annoyed obviously like i don't think he was drinking yet and i was like blown out probably in his face like give me another one (laughs) (laughs) okay like so uh but i think i felt a little extra pressure too because coming home from barcelona one time um i tried to smuggle a little bit of hash Cause we, I mean, out there, dude, you can get so much hash for like next to nothing, you know. And you're like, fuck, I just wish I could bring some back with me, dude. Like, and it lasts forever. And I was like, dude, okay, I'm gonna find a way to bring this shit back. You know, I'm not gonna fucking stick it up my culo. I'm not gonna fucking do anything <laughs> super suspect. I'm just gonna make it easy, you know. And if I get caught, fucking, let's deal with it. You know, I was just down. I was like, fuck it. What the So I had the grand idea of putting it... Yeah, I don't know. I had the grand idea of putting it under my big toe and just fucking running it. Like, and this was pre... Pre... Or wait. Um, yeah, pre-9-11. So uh, the restrictions and everything, you didn't have to take your shoes off. Like, it wasn't that crazy yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was probably another factor where i didn't feel like like the security wasn't over the top like i don't know it just seemed mellow you know but the only thing that stuck out in my mind was like a drug dog like what if a drug drug dog came in came into the situation like do they smell hash (laughs) like i'm pretty sure they do you know (laughs) oh yeah and especially because i only had it wrapped i probably only had it wrapped in the bag that i got it in and maybe like an extra little bit of plastic so it can fit under my toe like i literally put it only under my big toe and just clinched it as hard as i could until i got on the plane and then like 
just had it like shuffling around between my toes like for i don't know like 14 hours i think we flew from barcy to like another spot to catch a connector and when we flew into the connector like there was a drug dog and i was fucking losing my mind and i didn't know what to do and it was like walking around the like where you collect your luggage and we all had to get our luggage and i saw mine and i was like fuck dude i can't go up there because every person that was grabbing their bag the the the, the person would take them up to the dog or the dog fucking check their bags and shit and i'm like oh my god like so i just went to the bathroom and i'm like fuck i'm just gonna stay in the bathroom and like i'll just get my bag later like whatever you know and it was only my clothes anyway so i didn't really care and uh <clears throat> stayed in the bathroom for, like i was just acting like i was shitting you know i was probably in there for like 20 minutes and i was just like stressing dude i was like this isn't worth it like i should probably just like flush it right now and like <laughs> i like went and like fucking peeked out the bathroom to see if the dog was still there i was like like looked around like there was no way there and i just like walked out and fucking i think my bag was like in a waiting area or something like after like they collect everything and i was like all right got my bag moved on fucking made it home safe somehow had this little probably like gram of hash bro you can't even fit that much hash under your toe anyways how's that worth it All i that don't stress. know dude i was just yeah just <laughs> being young and fucking just seeing if i could really speaking of flights we i heard this tidbit that you used to put icy hot on your forehead before taking a flight man now why on earth would you do that fuck i did that i did that for a little while i don't know why i thought it would help um yeah I'd fucking i don't know and i don't know still don't know <laughs> fucking brains on fire <laughs> burning <laughs> burning with fucking thoughts of skating i don't know just fucking get the brain going icy hot on the forehead that's gotta be a first <laughs> Yeah. hot and cold Mo- mostly just made me sweat it's like when it gets hot you're just like whoo it's like and then when it's cold you're like kind of almost sweating too because it's so fucking cold you're like oh shit <laughs> but what was the, i don't understand like what was the goal behind the icy hot i thought it would like be relaxing at some point you know like oh because you didn't like the flights but yeah, like, I thought fucking, I, you know, like, the headache shit, like, fucking, you, you get, like, turbulence and all these different things that give you anxiety. I thought maybe it would just, like, calm my nerves. And I was like, hey, it's my, my head? More, what more direct? Like, my brain is right here. Like, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yeah, I was pretty naive. Oh. So, we've had a lot of black box camp riders on the show over the years. Some people really dug riding for Jamie, and some people seem to get a little burnout after a while. <laughs> You've been zero army your whole career. What's been the key for making it work all this time with the Chief? Whew. I mean, shit, maybe not m- not making it work with the Chief because <laughs> it hasn't always worked, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's got to be an element of up and down, and, you know, I don't know, dude, like, Honestly, yeah, the dysfunction maybe has made it work. It's like, it's one of those weird relationships where, like, weird comparison, but it's like that girlfriend that you have that 
like you're really addicted to but need to get away from at the same time (laughs) and like good for you in doses but then like at a certain point you're like all right i just need to be on my own you know like Mm -hmm. so i think at first like we had gotten to that relationship where it was just like all right i really need this guy like it's basically like taking that position of like everything i have is based on him you know and fucking what he's doing for me is the reason that i'm here so i understood that from like the get-go but over time i think from me stepping up and you know making my position known and gradually keeping it leveling up until fucking basically i'm like one of the only ogs left from the time period that we were in that didn't quit you know like cole is back but from before you know like there's a time where a lot of people just left and then people have came back like i've stayed through it all and um think there's just been certain times where like yeah there's i've needed jamie so much and then i haven't needed him and i've been doing my own thing and i've been like hey dude like thanks for the guidance but now it's like kind of my turn to figure out how i want to do my shit and like I don't mm-hmm. need your suggestions on tricks. I don't need, like, your overview on how I do things. Like, I'm just going to become my own individual as far as, you know, not <clears throat> not needing somebody else's input and opinion, you know? And then, and then it being obviously taken so strongly because he's the boss and fucking... I obviously looked up to him growing up skating, but then, like, it's just like, fuck, man... And you just realize, dude, it's like, we're all people here. And when you're building certain relationships, you have to realize, like, what those relationships are built on, you know? Like, some are built on business and, you know, your boss. And sometimes, even though it's built on business and your boss, you become friends and you have, like, that cool relationship where it doesn't have to be like, oh, that's my boss. Like, fuck, I got to go to work. It's like, hell yeah, dude, my boss is fucking rad. Like, fucking blah, 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 you know? So that, like, dynamic really helped, like, the whole situation, like, him being fucking a great mentor and, you know, all that. But uh, just like I said, over time, I basically built my own little area in my career and my place in skateboarding, and I've become my own entity, you know? So, like... I don't really need Jamie to help guide me in any other way other than to, like, support me and back me. And likewise, like, I, I'm always going to give everything I got to fucking everybody that I skate for. And, and especially Zero. I mean, they're the ones that have had my back since day one. So, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I think that he knows that. And maybe that's just an ongoing understanding of, like, you know, fucking... I'm here to stay. I've I've always made that known, you know, like through fucking thick and thin. You know, I'm I got nowhere else to go really, which to me, if other people want me, I I wouldn't know any better, you know? Like I I don't know how desirable I am outside of zero. If I quit, I'm like, who am I go hit up plan B? Who am I going to hit up? You know what I mean? Say <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's not very many options. But um Anyways, the whole Jamie thing um, and our relationship and how it's basically fucking managed to span out over all the years is a little bit of dysfunction, a little bit of fucking 
you know, straight up, gotta be fucking 100%, and then, yeah, I mean, just straight up chaos, fucking, because that's, I mean, 90, probably 90% of the time, it's, like, pretty fucking questionable, you know, like, I'm, I'm sure he's, like, what the fuck is going on with this guy, but then, like, the 10% that I'm there is, like, what he needs, and I just make that happen, I don't know, that sounds kind of whack, but, like, that sounds perfect, uh, man, it actually makes sense. Honestly, I feel like that sometimes, but, like, yeah, he he's giving me sit-downs and shit to let me know, you know, like, hey, you need to fucking get off your ass and do some shit, and and when that happens, like, I'm like, yeah, I, I really do need to get off my ass and do shit, because I feel like I've been lazy, and, I like, if somebody else is noticing it, then, like, it's time. It's time to do mm-hmm. something about it. <laughs> no doubt. You had a mini doc come out about your life and journey you've been on and getting sober. If people want to check it, it's on Transworld's YouTube. Uh, first off, congrats. And how's that coming along now, man? Hell yeah. We're, I mean, we're still going, dude. I'm at a, a year and this is my fourth month. Year and three months, but I'm going on my fourth month is what I mean. So, uh yeah, I feel great, dude. I mean, I haven't, uh, haven't had any alcohol, even though it's been many a times tempted fucking in my face, like, super close to, like, being like, fuck, I should probably just drink a beer right now or take a shot or whatever and, like, totally just give up. But, nah, dude, I've, I've stuck with it, dude. Even through the fucking pandemic and all that bullshit in 2020 is, like, so trying Man, time. yeah that was like the ultimate tester if, if you could stay so sober through all that like i mean i wasn't 100 percent sober like i fucking uh smoke weed now so people are if, don't get the wrong idea i know at one point i i made statements where i was like yeah fucking quit smoking weed which i did for a couple months and then fucking went back and i'm like there's got to be some kind of balance that like I don't know, dude. I just feel like that's my balance at the moment. A little bit of yeah. weed, like, really makes me feel at ease about not having all the fucking crazy, drunken, fucking, yeah, blackout nights. You know? mm-hmm. For sure. So, something over here at the Bunt that we love to do is go behind the scenes on some of our guests' favorite tricks, or favorite tricks of ours, I should say. Can you take you us go. behind the scenes on your Nolly front blunt down clipper? shit <laughs> uh that was the lrg trip and yeah i mean we had just talked about going there i had been doing that trick i just kind of learned them then like like two or three months before that and just really got them down i guess and uh i wanted to do it on a hubba because that i felt locked in the best for i could do it on my, i could do them on rails and hubbas like i was doing them I was looking for either a big rail or a big hubba, and the big hubba <laughs> came first. So I just fucking decided to do that. And um, yeah, I mean, it just, we we didn't make a trip based on that because I didn't like claim it. I was like, hey, let's go to Clipper. I want to know from Blunnet. Like that wasn't, I didn't even think I was probably going to do it to tell you the truth. I was like, fuck, I don't even know if I'm going to try this. Let's just go and check it out. So um that was the first spot of that day, that day in particular, and fucking, we just went there and like skated flat ground for a little bit. Um, I think I ollied the stairs once or twice, like dropped in 
on the hubba just to fucking get the feeling of like the impact or something and then slowly but surely started like just jumping on the hubba i think like front boarded it and after i front boarded it uh did a line that day too actually uh switch 180 the top set and then nollie front board the hubba damn yeah it's a quick line in the 1947 video yeah not a lot of people not a lot of people notice it <laughs> no that was tight man yeah. that's crazy i i dude that was something that i thought from back in the day when i watched like people skated from my og days i was like not very many people fucking did the stairs to the hubba you know yeah. fucking in a line you know only so many people and i think it was like brian anderson or fucking jeff rowley like a handful of people you know mm-hmm. yeah, rowley 180 switch 180 50 was so sick yeah fucking amazing best front 180 so legit can you tell us another one from that part that was crazy was you do like a back 180 like fakey 50 back to regs but almost looking like i don't know if you were oh, trying shit. a front blunt oh my god what's the story behind that yeah 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 yeah. so i was trying front blunt and that was just like i don't know <laughs> that was a try where i was like all right i'm gonna stick it right here because i hadn't stuck it yet and they were going really good and it was just like time to put it down so for some reason when i got into it it felt like a front blunt and it, it totally fucking locked in and everything and i was like this is it whatever popped out fucking riding away i'm like shit like damn i was i was hyped because i just thought it was the front blend i was like fuck yeah i was like stoked (laughs) we like go back and watch the video and like put it in slow-mo and then fucking you just see the wheel pinch and i'm like oh shit like because i would never i would never be able to get away with that like i don't think i could ever you know i i I'm maybe downplaying myself a little bit. If I took the time, I could probably do it. But I'm really not picking that trick in particular to go chase down and do on that fucking yeah, hubba. Yeah. Definitely not. So that was like definitely a lucky happening that just like went over just a little bit more, locked in yeah. and fucking it yeah. I just fucking popped it out and it happened. <laughs> you did the Shane O'Neill, man. Shane O'Neill like yeah. barely gets his into the grind, like just pass front blunt, and then he'll do like any trick out. Fucking the pinch spash. Yeah, yeah Dono, I I did that one time down the shred reel. I didn't land it, but I just tried front blunt and grinded like that, and I I was yeah. like, I forgot about it till today. Lose it? I was just like, <laughs> no, I feel oh, what he's saying. Yeah. I would never try that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because then you're actually thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Then you're like trying to move that way, and you just doesn't work. Yeah, but it's <laughs> not so, how you want it to. It's so crazy that you actually came out and back to regs, but it wasn't like you popped out of front blunt or into front blunt at any point. You literally grinded the whole thing like it was fully a legit fluke. That yeah, that was the weird. That was the weird thing too. Is like when we watched the footage, it was like fully. It was fully legit too, and I was like. I wasn't gonna do it again. I was like, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> go front. I'm not gonna downgrade myself. I'm like, yeah. am I gonna fucking go front blunt this thing because I accidentally did another trick? Yeah. Fuck no. Nah, like you, if I, yeah, if shit. I was trying to back over crook a thirteen and accidentally perfectly back nose wanted it, I'm gonna fucking keep that and be like, oops. <laughs> 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 Nobody ever knows. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, sorry uh, for exposing you on that. Ah, uh, nah. Most people know. Most people. <laughs> yeah. Most people could tell that was like probably out of my realm. But I mean, <laughs> fuck, whatever, dude. <laughs> so, what's next for Tommy Sandoval? What do you got? What do you got for us, man? Man, fuck. I got a new. I got a new zero part coming out, and it's. Woo. I'm. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm trying to make it as good as Cold War. So oh, I, I really, okay. I, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make some claims, and I don't mean to be like, if I don't make it to that point, fuck, dude. I'm like, I'm, I'm letting myself down if I don't make it there. You know, like I'm setting goals to, to meet a certain standard of my skateboarding. You know, and I just want mm-hmm. that to be, want that to be seen like maybe once more that I'm just fucking. I'm st- I'm still here. I'm still giving it and fucking, you know. Like, I think a lot of a lot of people might be under the impression because I'm not in like magazines or in the limelight all the time, like that I'm not doing shit or not doing as much. It's just mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I'm pretty old school when it comes down to it, dude. I take time to like build up a part, parts. make sh- mm-hmm. yeah, make sure it's good, and then fucking when it comes out, like that's what you're gonna get for a while and fucking be happy with it because i'm not your fucking i'm not your instagram skater that's gonna come out with two parts a year and fucking i blow your fucking mind every other day at the skate park you know i i give two shits about that i do it because it's part of what we have to do to like just be fucking consistently on social media and involved you know it's like hey it's fucking weird and i it's sucks because it's a two-sided thing like i love to do that shit for the people that love to watch it there's fans and everything and there's nothing wrong with that but then it's like the total other side of it where you're like i don't even want to fucking be on social media like i'd rather just fucking film a whole part without anybody knowing shit it fucking drops and people are like what the fuck has this guy been doing dude <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like straight up dude fuck everybody in their 20 instagram posts a month about what they did at the spot i'm like dude just wait for it yo couldn't agree more man that's old school man couldn't agree more and yo okay you're you're trying to you're saying you're going ham uh notice today you never had last part in a zero video which is kind of insane and cold (laughs) war i think was your best part by far but from the sounds of it you're gearing up for a last part jamie you know what to do reward the man come on now (laughs) <laughs> nah, I wouldn't even say it's the last part, dude. I just, I, I'm just working actually on just having my own part, maybe even separate from the video. So it's like, I don't really care, you know. I, I'm there's a new zero video coming out sometime this year. You know, it's like kind of really not talked about very much. I don't think we put out anything publicly unless I just haven't paid attention enough. But um, yeah, I think yeah we're working on some shit dude and it it was originally supposed to be an am video to like highlight some people that were getting on the team but things have changed so it became a team video and now we're fucking on the hustle and i'm like okay um like this is pretty much i gotta sit down like at the beginning of the year and he's like yo fucking we need to start working on shit because this 2020 was everybody took a shit you know like not very much was happening uh, I basically, like, took a break for, like, fuck, like, more than half the year, you know? I was just, like, barely skating, trying to concentrate on the family, really taking care of, like, a 
adjusting to the whole fucking new world of like <laughs> social media or not social media mm-hmm. um zoom meetings and fucking uh yeah just basically like living at your house <laughs> for <laughs> x amount of time well regardless we're looking forward looking forward to your next part man it's gonna be another banger i'm sure oh yeah yo 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost brought to you by dickies we talking the loose fit double knee work pants i told y'all before and i'ma tell y'all again cleanest pants in the game whether you blue collar holding it down nine to five this pant is for everyone reinforced knees easy care stain release permanent crease and resist wrinkles does it get any better Quit wasting time and make sure you're styling it up on your block with the loose fit double knee work pants. Dickies, baby. Yay! All right, Tommy, let's get this rapid fire popping, you day. Favorite skater? Arto Reynolds. Favorite video? Sorry. Baker 2G. Mm, Baker 3. <laughs> Favorite video part? Arto. Sorry. Favorite style? Evan Smith, Boy Winkowski, and Wes. Legend. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Probably Arto, Heath, Jamie. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? I don't even know how to pronounce his name, but there's this kid in China that I met one time that I believe is probably one of the best skaters maybe in the world just hasn't really been like too fucking blown out yet i don't know his name it's like okay. i don't want to say it wrong either i'll it's just say good. that dude mystery kid in china favorite trick favorite trick probably at the moment is a nollie flip i just been feeling good lately nice you're one in your cold war part over the little curb down the huge gap is fucked hardest trick for you nollie tray flip Favorite clip you've ever gotten? There was one trick that I literally had a dream about. I had a fucking dream that I did the trick before I did it. But it was already, it was the 18, La Jolla 18, Jamie Smith grind. And I had a dream that I lip slid it. And fucking my homie was there, whatever, that, I was, that fucking was filming me. And it was just like, whatever, this like really vivid dream that I was going to do it. So, one day after work, like, we went there and fucking, I was like, hey, I'm gonna lip slide today, whatever, you know? And I was, I, I kept on rolling up, fucking, maybe board slid it once or twice, I'm like, dude, I don't know, like, started getting scared, and craziest fucking thing happened, like, there's a little hummingbird, like, flying around this bush, or whatever, and he's like, alright, if I catch this hummingbird, you have to lip slide it, no matter what. I'm like, dude, if you catch that hummingbird, I'll fucking lip slide it right now. And I'll, I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, I'll, no matter what, you know? All my life, dude, fucking catches the hummingbird what? and fucking, like, brings it over to me, whatever. And he's like, I'm like, no, no, dude, not fucking do that right now. And he fucking opens his hand and it's just all buzzing around in there. I'm like, oh, my fucking goodness. Like, now I have to do it. Like, I literally have to do it. And fucking, I did it, like, within a couple tries. But, like, that <laughs> was fucking the craziest thing. Cra- like, the heaviest trick for that time, like, for me, and that was, like, pushing my limits. And, like, 
it was totally like the next step too at that time to be like all right fucking this is some zero shit you know like when jamie sees this he's gonna be like all right so like you're skating my spots now like (laughs) you're fucking ready you know like i thought that was like an initiation i'm like all right i could skate your spots too bro like (laughs) type of shit what's the one trick that got away maybe frontside flip on uc davis gap holy is that the reynolds kickflip yeah yeah jocelyn trey flip what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed probably my son today at the skate park (laughs) (laughs) fucking swear i felt i felt like the worst fucking dad in existence probably (laughs) it was like dude i'm totally like the like go ahead fucking do whatever you're gonna do i had them all padded up like i'm not like just send it and i don't give a fuck it was like he's already ollied like a seven stair and an eight stair not to mention he's he's seven years old and fucking he's just like excited just genuinely hyped to skate and i'm like all right dude like let's go to the park always roaming around fucking ollieing little drops and shit and he's been wanting to ollie this three block at the skate park and i totally believe and trust that he can do it and i (laughs) And I told him, I'm like, hey, you ready? Like, we're going to go to the park and, like, fucking, you know, you're coming with me. We're going to all the three block today. Like, and he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, he's fucking, all right, so let's do it. I thought he was hyped enough to, to give it, but apparently, like, in the roll-up on the particular try, like, he rolled up two or three times and, like, he rolled up pretty good one time, pretty fast. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the speed you need. And this other time, I thought he was just rolling up again, and he was going, like, pretty fucking slow. And I'm like, dude, you are about to land on the last stair and break your fucking back, dude. Like, oh. I was I was not... I was gonna yell at him, like, stop, dude. Like, hey, stop. But I, it, I couldn't. I couldn't because I didn't believe he was gonna go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so he fucking went. Sure enough, he went, dude. And fucking... He pretty much, like, tagged the last bit of the three block and like jumped from the top of the three block to the bottom pretty much straight to his ass like like barely 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 touched his feet to like soften the blow but like pretty much like bounced off his ass and then like got up and fucking just immediately started bawling and i'm like fuck dude like (laughs) i just felt i felt horrible because obviously i didn't want him to try it that particular time i wanted him to try it but i wanted him to like yeah know and trust himself and i could tell Mm -hmm. that he just wasn't he just didn't dude like for all the other times i've seen him try stuff he just he was just doing it because maybe he thought like all right if i get it over with like whatever just the first i told him i was like hey it's like all about the first try dude after the first try like you know how it feels you know like that's always the icebreaker so so his first try just went so fucking bad dude and um yeah like i just like there's a bunch of people in the park just like oh is he okay i'm like yeah yeah he's all right and like just all crying like holding his arm and his fucking ass and all this shit and i'm like man like like, poor little guy you just see people looking at me while i'm trying to like tell him like hey you're all right dude like next time we gotta like think about how fast we're going and i'm like that just maybe wasn't the smartest try let's say we gotta in the future let's try and get some more speed i don't know (laughs) that's a first your son he'll get it next time what's the last new trick you learned (laughs) 
uh, switch front blunt on ledges, just like so, flat yeah. ledges. Yeah, that's Hell a yeah. fucking hard one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like barely getting them, but like enough to like get that. You know how you do a front blunt, but you like do it on the end so you could pop out. Mm-hmm. Kind of just hit a little yeah, bit yeah. so you get that little fucking. Nice I've been doing that, and, like yeah, I've been doing that so I could just feel out like that like little Coming trick out. out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next up, you got to get the P rod and hold it. <laughs> Dream job after skating. Just still being involved in the in the industry, just being part of skating, I guess, and like maybe just doing some skate shop shit or um, actually, fuck, dude, I'm working on becoming a skate instructor i'm actually gonna do some do some classes for some charter schools locally here in the next couple weeks oh yeah that's dope pass it on to the youth man favorite local brand uh favorite local brand third floor it's the hammies favorite local skater well third floor my homie david just day one og what's the one sponsor you regret riding for Doing shit with Bones Love Milk. Bones Love Milk or some shit. I don't know. That was kind of whack. I don't really, I don't even drink milk. I like drink almond milk. And then like, yeah, some some like vegan dude made some YouTube about that whole shit and like attacked me because I drank milk. Oh, it's like, wow. whoa. Extra wow. weird. Whoever you are out there. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever couple good ones like slash fucking john dixon tony cervantes worst teammate ever dane was the worst teammate for a long time <laughs> no shit dude to fucking i'm not just saying that that's a fact like he's only recently in the past couple years became somebody that like people were coming around to liking you know He's not. He was definitely not a favorite, for sure. I'll tell you that much. But um, damn, worst company. I don't know. Like Nike. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Sorry. I mean, aren't, aren't they like? Aren't they about to flush the toilet anyways? Oh. Damn. Hey, we're gonna have to wait. That's just see. what I heard. That was just fucking through the grapevine big rumors skate rumors when you see some top dogs getting cut from the roster there's something going on big time and, and when skate shops are in jeopardy because they can't carry nike there's something going on worst trend nike <laughs> let's just stay with it fuck it i mean dude that shit's so whack dude i never came around to it dude the whole fucking the social media gimmick slow-mo every other trick on instagram like can i do multiple on this and just fucking just all that shit's annoying dude worst style any Any kid with nikes that posts those dumb edits with those stupid fucking beanies and those kids that wear those very suspect outfits along with those um very corporate shoes. <laughs> uh, Just a little bit of a gimmick to me. I don't know. Last person you want on the sesh? Fucking... Just... Fucking sour puss, dude. Anybody that's <laughs> sour. Alright, Joe. 
that's going to wrap up our interview with Tommy Guns. Brother, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to do this interview with us, man. We appreciate it, dog. Oh, for sure. Definitely. No worries, guys. Hell yeah, G. Looking forward to your next part, big time. Hell yeah, I appreciate it. Welcome to the post office brought to you by Dickies, quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, nobody keeps you fitted like Dickies, baby. Ghost, who we got up first? You've got mail. Yo, first up, we got post office regular Felix Guerrero. Do you think skaters get paid per view on their video parts? Say your part gets 100k views and you get two cents per view. That's two thousand dollars. Is this going on already? <laughs> Is this going on already? Or can we see this being a future way of getting paid for your skateboarding? Well, we've seen certain skaters start their own YouTube channels. Like, doesn't don't Nija and like Aurelian Gerard have their own YouTube channels? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Uh, so they'd be making money on those views. I'm guessing maybe you're wondering if like they'd get paid for a brand, mm-hmm. a brand part. Like if you have a part on, you know, Toy Machine just dropped their dope video. If you have a part on there, do the. It's got to be a solo part, I guess, right? Too. Uh, yeah, I, I assume know. so. And I would assume they would have to go away from Thrasher a little bit and then just go onto the brand's YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going on. I know, like, definitely skaters get paid for their Instagrams, depending on like who your sponsors are, where it'll be like an engagement thing. Like, oh, if you get, you know, a thousand likes and ten thousand views, you get this much money. And that's probably why so many of these people be writing those dusty ass captions, trying to get their engagement up and more Instagram money. Uh, can't knock the hustle but it's just pure cringe but uh i don't know that's why our instagram pages are bringing in them big bucks ghosts <laughs> pure yeah. engagement on ours bro i'll be i'll be posting shit daily <laughs> <laughs> oh shit that's a good question though felix and i could see that being a way of uh life in in the future for sure man it's actually not a bad idea if you think about it donald you, you might have feel- just fucking set people up with that idea felix you should have kept that to yourself yeah you need to get some royalties b mm-hmm. seek out these you need mans. that two cents <laughs> donald do you ever feel bad when someone follows you on instagram just knowing you're not posting anything like almost ever and you're just like damn they about to be let down man Sorry well it's funny because the illusion is like you get a new follower and they pull up to your page and if they don't check the date on the latest post they got no <laughs> idea how regular it is they go take them three to four months to figure it out you know <laughs> and then by then you get that swift unfollow <laughs> all right next up we got an email from randy o'brien fellas cheers from all us skate nerds for another barn burner of a season Wow, what a COVID-filled year of skateboarding madness. I think I speak for the entire skate world when I say well-deserved Mason Silva Sodi. Hope you guys are keeping well in this third lockdown here in Ontario. I have two questions. 
I recently reviewed Nigel's parts and Jesus. Every trick seems like someone else's ender. So my question is, what's with the hate for this guy? Yeah, the dress choice is whack, but are you telling me if you had the pick of anything Nike, you might not stray off the conformative skate stees? Let's answer the first question while we're on it. Um, Nike makes all sorts of good stuff you could skate in. They make some of the best like sweatpants. They make the slushy pants, regular size shorts. Nigel goes out of his way to wear the smallest shorts, man. It's and the tights. He's not making the right choices, man. That's all there is to it. And then he's got these huge ass sweaters on sometimes. So Nigel's the uh, it could use some help. 100%. Sounds like you're making excuses because you're a Nigel fan, making excuses for those dusty kits. He's uh, there, There's so much to pick from over there. Like, yeah, Donald, Donald nailed it on the head. He's blowing Like, it. obviously, everyone respects his skating. It's in insane. Like, I follow Nigel. On the daily, he's doing stuff for fun that would be people's enders, like you said. But... If you're going to be a Nigel fan, man, don't don't hide it. Just be the Nigel fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's nothing wrong with it. And the next question is, when is that online store going to get some product? Because, fuck, I've been checking weekly for the last year and would love to spend some of this Serb cash on fresh bunk gear for the summer. Thanks so much for keeping us all stoked on skating and filling in the blanks on all the questions we had from the early 2000s. Those Transworld update pages gave us the info, but not the whole story. Keep killing it so we can all keep looking forward to Wednesdays. To Wednesdays. Randy. <laughs> well, what did I say there? Was that even a word? It sounded oh, like Trailer Park Boys or something. <laughs> Dude, I used to love those Transworld update pages with all the sponsor switches and who was going where and who was turning pro. Oh, those were like the, the best, man. SPC has the Canadian column. ones. Oh, flawless, man. Yeah, man. We're working on the clothes. So save some of that Serb cash. Put it aside. Put it underneath your pillow, under your bed, wherever you got to hide it, man. But save it for us because we coming. <laughs> real shit. Real shit. Coming soon. Um, thanks for the email. All right. Next up, we got an email from Lawrence Clark. Hi. A trend I've noticed in the past couple of years is landing a trick a bit too much on your back foot and sticking your front leg up in the air like a dancer or a karate kid, then putting it down again. It's as if you were off balance and did it completely involuntarily. However, I've been skating for 15 odd years and it's never happened to me. I think people see others do it on Insta and want to jump in on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Guess what? It's whack. <laughs> Regards, longtime listener. <clears throat> Lawrence Clark, man. Yeah, of course we've seen it. I mean, for some of these Instagram accounts that you're referring to with, you know, the rap edits and the trap edits that we refer to and the guys with the uh, hype beast kicks, I'm not following them, so I don't see it. But it's even in skating, like in the all-timers edit that came out last week with Dustin, he has one like that, right? I think he does like the fakey ollie backtail fakey flip on the out ledge. Is that the right trick? Yeah, yeah. And he does it, so... It's just a balance thing. But the first one I can remember, which is the GOAT one, and we got to find this clip, is uh, Skateboard Jakes, a.k.a. Jacob Williams, owner of uh, a drift skate shop here in TDOT. And he did nollie back nose blunt down Monarch and hit it with the one foot, man. Yeah, like there's, there's natural ones. Like Jakes is not the type of person to do that because he thinks it looks cool. 
Like mm-hmm. he was holding on to a fucking nollie back nose blunt on a hand. You didn't want to do that again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it just it depends. It's circumstantial. But I know what you're talking about. Sometimes you're on the explore page and you see some trap edits. It always happens to be in these trap edits and they be fucking acting a little looser than they actually are. But don't hate, don't unnecessarily hate on the ones that are actually legit. Like, I don't think Dustin was faking his either. No, that was a real one for sure, Dustin. But on Instagram, you find some fakers. But I'm cool with it if it's like, if you're really holding on and it's a hard-ass trick, like, make it work for you, man. You know what I thought he was talking about for a sec as I started reading the email was, um, you know, when, when, I mean, I've done this, I'm, I'm guilty, but you know, when you land a trick kind of, and like either it feels good or it feels bad. And then you do the, you stomp your front, your front truck. Like you don't take your foot off, but you just kind of lift your front truck and stomp it down, like tanking a little bit, you know? Oh yeah. Sponsor (laughs) tick. Sponsor tick. Yeah. (laughs) Not tick. It's like sponsor stomp. Where yeah. it's like you might do the the cleanest like kickflip crook you've ever done in your life and then you like pretend to be mad and you like stomp it but it, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that would be something shane eldridge would do <laughs> hey of we've course. all done it i've seen yeah. cody do it i was i watched this old video i edited the other day and he does like a i can't remember i think it was a switch backsmith at old loft and then he does a little like lift the truck stomp tanking his bare wool. <laughs> but shit, I've probably yeah. done it a million times. We all have been of guilty. Of course. That's a good question, man. Thank you for the email, Lawrence. All right, next up we got an email from AJ Dungo. What up, Bunk Gang? You boys are really back with some serious heat. Amazing season so far. I, like a lot of listeners, I'm assuming, can't wait for the rapid fire section of the pod every week. I was wondering if you ever thought to expand or swap out questions for the section of the pod. Like worst slam ever witnessed, most shameful skate moment, best skate trip memory, etc. If so, what would you add and what would your answers be for the questions? Thanks for blessing us week after week and shout out to Ants1 for the laughs. That Grinch Vans intro had me dying. Peace. As always, shout out to Ants1, the fucking mad scientist behind the pod. The glue that brings it all together every week. Can't thank Ants enough. Uh, It has been adjusted over the years. If you go back to the very first one, it was so different. And Mm -hmm. major shouts to Mitch Barrett, uh, Donovan, as in you, and Johnny (laughs) Purcell. And sorry if I'm missing anyone else, but you three for sure have have uh hit me with some suggestions and it's it's slowly changed over time mitch was the one who was like nar or what, what's the bunt question like biggest bunt you've ever witnessed that was from mitch and that one's always entertaining yeah, so sure. thank you to everyone who's ever i mean shit feel free to send some in the in the post office if you have one that you think would be great might not use it might use it it's not like it's some uh, sacred thing that can never change. Maybe I'll start it and say most illegal trend you've ever been a part of, Ghost. Oh, that's a good one. Speak like coming off the last email. Yeah. Those fucking ticking around, stomping around. Um, what are we doing? Answering it right now? Yeah, he said to add one and then what would our answers oh, be? Oh, okay. So 
that's easy for us like we were tall t gang that was so fun though but most illegal trend i definitely have done sponsor mouth and the sponsor stomp thing <laughs> and like sponsor mouth i don't know what the fuck i was thinking because i feel like i was one of the first people to start calling that out back in the day like it, when morgan started doing it i was just so perplexed i was like what the hell is going on why are you opening your mouth wide open like a fish after landing a trick it just takes your steed to a new level man (laughs) it looks so stupid but you feel steez for some reason Uh, i've definitely done that once or twice fucking terrible um oh one that like yeah obviously like the clothes were were bad for a bit um and it's funny too because when we were wearing tall tees i know our moms were just looking at us like these fucking idiots but hopefully they'll grow out of it and and thankfully they did and supported our tall tee movement while we were youths but you know the guy who like kind of skates around the park and does the like back wheel power slide thing was like while he's warming up oh like when you pull it backwards with your toe yeah yeah, yeah i remember yeah. i was doing that <laughs> for a little while and you called me out so oh! shut that down dude i love when you remind me of things that i called out that i don't remember at all just dude, i remember it's crazy because like for the person who co- who like says something it can just like be a flash in the pan for them and they don't remember but for yeah. the person you say it to like i'll never forget that you said that to me. <laughs> i'll never forget so that's definitely the one worst trend i've ever been a part of oh shit i still do that one but only you know when i'm doing my fake steez shit oh yeah just being you stupid. got your neck your neck shoulder <laughs> getting going yeah that's oh. a good one. do you remember so, like do you remember the call out like what was the what was the situation take us back in time here like i was at a skate park for sure it might have been the loft remember when the old loft had uh that like super mellow pyramid with the little mellow hubbas yeah yeah i think i was like riding up the little first bank doing the pullback doing the pullback back into the next bank and just like (laughs) Straight tinking as I was warming up for sure, you know? Oh, Probably shit. felt so nice in there, just dropping in with a couple pullbacks to warm up. <laughs> and then you just said that to me. You're like, yo, it, like, it's just whack. That It just looks whack from, like, an outsider's point of view. Like, I know it's one of those things that feels good, but, like, from the outside, it just is, like, not sick. Damn, yeah. I'm so mean I immediately sometimes. was, like, stuck in my, stopped in my tracks, you know? <laughs> My whole session just took a fucking U-turn. Uh, fuck, dude. <clears throat> Do you, what would I mean? It's your rap. It's the ghost rapid fire. So if you had anything you would add, what would it be? Fuck. I haven't thought about a new one in a while. Just been stuck in our ways, man. We're getting old, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is just off top because to keep it moving, definitely not gonna add this, but maybe like. <laughs> Uh, first handrail or something. Fuck no, that's lame as hell. I don't know. Yeah, that would be so. F- it would actually be funny first handrail because you'll hear like the dustiest. Like I remember the first handrail I did was at a fucking Legion on Kingston Road, and it was a three stair, <laughs> and it was like all wo- wonky. It wasn't even like a real handrail, and I probably liked the worst jib nose slide on it. Oh hell yeah! What was yours? I front boarded like um two it was a two or a three stair in front of a building 
<laughs> and like you know how we we were feeling too nice because like when you're at that age oh, like just God, just the, you want the word handrail just yeah. takes you to a whole new level doesn't matter if it's a one stair <laughs> if it's a hand banister it's fucking legit can't wait to call your friend when you get home and shit the funny call their, thing call is, their house phone number talk to their mom because, real quick yeah <laughs> you can't wait to get their mom off the phone like come on um <laughs> The funny thing is that it would bring everyone back to that moment where we were all like skate rats, you know, like imagine asking Tommy Sandoval his first handrail and he yeah. tells you that it was a three stair. It would make you feel kind of good about yourself. Like we started in the same place, you know, we didn't end up in the same place. But <laughs> yeah, but his was probably a seven stair or some shit. Yeah. Lip slide. <laughs> oh, that was a good email, man. Thank you for that. Thanks, AJ. Next up. We got an email from Philip Richer. What's up, Bunt Gang? You need to bring back Kook of the Week or something similar to regulate the skate industry. Board companies are doing the lamest shit and getting a free pass. For example, Zero Skateboards describing Reggie Kelly as a buff black Jerry Sue. Let me tell you something. I've seen Stay Gold. I've seen Bag of Suck. What I did not see is Jerry Sue doing an impossible into a ditch only found in canyons. I didn't see Jerry Sue do a backtail into three steep banks because he didn't do those tricks. Reggie Kelly did. <laughs> Reggie Kelly is his own man with his own style and needs to come on the pod hopefully sooner rather than later. Peace. Well, Philip, I feel fucking terrible, but I actually have no idea who Reggie Kelly is. But from this email, I do know that he is his own man with his own style. And I, that comparison is something that goes back to the beginning of sports, you know, where everybody's like at draft day and they do their pro comparisons. Like all the quarterbacks are compared to other pro quarterbacks. And then you put them in a box, you know, Reggie Kelly don't need to be in that box. Jerry, I mean, Jerry Sue's is a fucking probably a great box, but I feel your pain, man. I, I hate when people do that. Kind of like when Feedback Ted put us in a box back in the day. Remember? What box was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? The, the jibbing and the long Yeah, grinds. I've been working on my long grinding. I haven't been working on my pop. The lost cause. <laughs> but, yeah, feel you. And, uh, Dono, I'm familiar with Reggie Kelly. He had a part in the last Zero video. He's super buck. You know the Bricktown 10 rail? The classic, I think it's called Bricktown. You know, Costin back nose blunt, Minic Maddie last trick. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know how there's like an extendo rail on it now? Reggie Kelly did back 180, switch 50. So fucking Damn. gnarly. But yeah, he, he's super gnarly, and I don't really get the Jerry Sue comparison. They skate super different. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know about describing someone as buff black Jerry Sue. Reggie's a beast, Jerry's his own beast. Keep beasting. All right, next up, we got an email from Riley Davis. Yo, I fucking died when Donald dropped the animals, orangutans, <laughs> hammers move, bang is bang. And way back with GP, when you were talking about kits and Donald says, I blame Cameron and Jewels. Shit had me dying. What's your fave Cameron or Dipset quote in general and why? Riley, I'm going to have to stick with my track, man. Santana's Town and... We loved all of Dipset, Jim Jones, Hell Rel, you name it. We fucked with Dipset heavy back in those days. 
shout out to six-year-old good homie of the pod he put us on with uh this track used it in our video growing up i could pick any lyric from santana's town and it's just absolutely insane i'll just hit you with this part i got a whole selection a whole collection a whole selection of my whole collection and i'm big <laughs> pimping stick dipping quick shifting bitch listen this isn't no damn game in here ow and then Classic. it goes on crazy of course i mean you can't go wrong with jewels the man just made up his own words if he couldn't figure out something that rhymed <laughs> I'll go with a, uh, yeah, like Donald says, you could literally pick any song from that era and just go through the lyrics and they're just so ridiculous and so gold. <laughs> but I'll just go with this quick random one-two punch from Cameron in the song Get Down. Fuck the Wizard of Oz. I'm the Wizard of Harlem. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Do you remember that Cameron dropped a movie back then? Like no. he dropped, he had like a full movie that he acted in. It was insane, man. No surprise there. That, yo, if you're a Dipset fan because you're emailing in, I hope you follow Cameron and you. I hope you saw that insane multi-chapter thing that he posted on his Instagram about him and his neighbor. Oh my God. If you didn't see it, Google it. I'm sure you could find it. But he's a fucking legend thanks for the email riley last up for the week we got an email from jay gonzalez dear bunt thank you for the endless enjoyment with the podcast definitely a treat every week i have a question why is the nine club called the nine club is it because they all have nine inch dicks i doubt it if you had to guess crob kelly or roger's dick size how many inches would each one be <laughs> Holy shit, Jay Gons. Come that's on, what you, son. That's what you took the time to sit down and email us about? <laughs> Let's just keep it moving, man. Let's. That's a wrap for the post office this week. <laughs> Get your emails and voice notes into thebuntlive at gmail.com. Jesus, Jay. Come on, bruh. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. This week, we saw a couple of our favorite players go down in the NBA with some bad injuries, man. We'll start with Donovan Mitchell. Hopefully, he'll be back in a few weeks, but this is the last thing we wanted to see for the Utah Jazz, a team that has been on the cusp of being great for the last few years and looked like it was finally hitting its stride, man. Yeah, I've, I'm so bummed. It's almost like the Lakers got their injuries early enough that you'd assume by the time the playoffs come around, they'll be at full strength. But now we got fucking utah who were looking good you know had a, their best shot to come out of the west in a long time this year and donovan mitchell's gonna miss a few weeks here hopefully there's what four-ish weeks left to the regular season so hopefully his his mris came back clean so you know cross your fingers that he's back on the floor and feeling like himself by the time the playoffs start a crazy silver lining to that is that there was talks about 
the Utah Jazz potentially starting to rest some of their guys. Like Rudy Gobert had played every game this season. Donovan Mitchell was probably pretty close. So I'm not saying it's good, but you know, he'll get some rest. And if it's less than four weeks, you know, it'd be great to see him get in a couple regular season games before we make it to the playoffs. Definitely. And then a terrible one, Jamal Murray, man. Just so fucking sad, man. The guy's a true talent. Yeah, that's just a huge bummer. Again, a team that had their best chance to come out of the West in a long time since uh, Melo took them to the conference finals in 2009, I believe. It's just a huge bummer. You know, budding star playoffs not too far off. And the worst part, I was watching that game. And they were down big and like kind of started to make that like little run, but you knew there was no real chance. I think they were still down by like five or seven points with like a minute left after being down much more. So it was, it was one of those ones where it's like a minute or two before that, like the coach could have easily decided to rest his guys for the rest of the night. Obviously, you're not like gonna blame coach for that. Obviously, the players yeah, want to play and shit. You can't predict. It's just one of those really unfortunate ones where it's like, fuck, he didn't even need to be out there. Get well soon. Oh, the last thing we wanted to see. But we'll talk about some good news in the NBA. It looks like we're gonna get a brand new MVP, and it ain't gonna be LeBron, KD, Giannis, Harden. It looks like it's going to be a battle between Jokic and Embiid, man. Yo, I'm loving it. I'm loving that. But I think it's a bit of an uphill battle for Embiid now because he missed 18 games, I think. Some to COVID and some to the knee. And I was actually listening to an interview with him on the low post. And, yo, that knee injury was like... Scary. I'm so happy that it wasn't worse because just hearing him talk about it you would have thought like he said it was the most pain he's felt since when he like broke his foot and like missed multiple seasons and that he needed crutches to leave the arena that night and his knees his knee uh swole up which are all you know usually an acl or mcl yeah so and with his big frame like oh man i'm so happy for him and if he gets the mvp that's huge I'm going to take a not that big of a leap and say he'd be the first player out of Cameroon to win the MVP, which would be dope. Represent, that's where my dad's from. Uh, but also, me and you are a huge Jokic fan, so basically we can't lose. As NBA fans, Like if either one of them win it, uh, we're going to be extremely happy for said yeah. individual. The basketball gods were looking down on Joel Embiid with that knee injury or thankfully it being just a scare because that's the last guy that needed to get hurt again for his physical health and his mental health man it would have been just absolutely devastating so big shouts to the basketball gods and looking over our boy Embiid if you had to pick one dark horse that could maybe not win but maybe steal a vote or two from Jokic or Embiid who, who do you think it would be I got to go with Dame Dalla. Let's not forget CJ oh. missed. Oh, CJ missed like two months or something. He missed mm -hmm. a, a huge chunk of time a and he kept chunk, them afloat. Yeah. yeah, he kept them afloat. Nurkic was also down. 
and it seems like Dame just does this year after year. Like Portland's a team that unfortunately always seems to be dealing with injuries and Dame is the one dude you can always count on and they haven't missed the playoffs since his rookie season or maybe knock they've never wood, missed the playoffs. Bro. I can't, yeah, I can't remember. Wood. Yeah, so fucking Dame for sure and then another one we know he's not going to win it because the team success isn't there but we cannot not mention Steph Curry. Uh, oh. This fool's averaging like fuck what's he averaging in april like 30 some 30 uh, i saw it the other day but it's i don't know he's averaging ridiculous. close to 40 in april and like six and a half threes or something uh he's keeping that garbage team afloat and uh it's it's, it's special work, to watch man, man. yeah it's kind of sad because you'd like to see him when you're having a year like this as a fan of him you'd like to see him have a shot at a title but it's almost I saw a funny thing on Instagram it was like Steph's in that awkward phase of his career like Kobe after winning three championships where now he's playing with scrubs passing the guys like Schmush Parker and like <laughs> you look at Steph and it's the exact same thing three rings and now now Shaq's gone aka KD and Clay are gone and he's just out there putting up disgusting numbers like Kobe when he put up 35 a season after Shaq left um mm -hmm. <clears throat> shit's wild man absolutely if there was a little bit more team success and he didn't miss those games he would be right up there in the mvp voting man. for sure oh and the other dark horse chris paul man number two in the west and just Yo, what he's done what the he last brings two to years, a team woo. is just different it's yeah. just fucking different man yeah um big shouts to cp3 let's move over to football for a little bit Two quick questions for you that I've just been thinking about myself a lot this week. You're the number two pick. You're the GM of the New York Jets. You just traded away Sam Darnold. Everyone knows you got to get a quarterback. There's no other choice. You got to get a quarterback. Sadly, he's going to come into a pretty similar situation that Sam Darnold did, which is not a great one. But Trevor Lawrence, obviously off the board, going to Jacksonville, all but done. Who are you taking at number two? I'm not going to front like I'm some college football expert, but based on what I've been hearing on many pods with many smarter people uh, than myself, I'm, I'm going to go Justin Fields. I'm not trying to take a chance on Cam Jones or whatever. This is uh, Mac Jones. So weeks ago, when yeah, Justin Fields' Mac, stock was lower... They had him almost falling all the way to the New England Patriots, which would be absolutely devastating for the New York Jets if they fucked that up and then he ends up going to the Patriots. It couldn't be worse. Um, I think in most mock drafts, they have Zach Wilson going to the Jets. I don't know much about Zach, but I would also go with Justin Fields. And my second question to you, which quarterback that has now found a new team in the offseason is going to have the most success? Like Carson Wentz, Matt Stafford, Darnold. Who do you think will do the best? Bro, that's, that's a crazy question. I'm going to go with the one, the only, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just kidding. Um, no, he could. He has success everywhere he goes, so he <laughs> no. could be wrong. No, you know what? I was going to say Carson Wentz, but I got to come out of the trap. I feel like I'm one of those fucking guys who just sees his name like in fantasy. He'll be on the wire and I'll be like, what? How's Carson Wentz on the wire? 
Like, <laughs> I need to pick him up. Like, let me drop some fab. And then he puts up fucking six points. Um, but he's shit. set up so fucking nicely that, like, part of me wants Got to just old believe coach. one more time. Yeah. Oh, hell of a team. But I'm going to go with if Stafford can play 17 games, uh, I like him to have a big year, man. We've seen what he can do when he's healthy and he's slinging that damn thing. And he's a fucking gamer, man. A little injury ain't going to keep him out of no fucking game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sucks for the pod's sake because we're not going to argue about it. But I would say Stafford as well. I think Darnold's going to do great as well. Darnold is uh, underappreciated, that's for sure. He was stuck there with Gase and not much of a team for a long time. Like we said last week, he's going to be just leaning on CMC and hopefully my fantasy team is going to be leaning on CMC too. But <laughs> back to Stafford for a sec. This is going to be Cooper Cubs year. Bro, he's let me down heavy the last two I years. I know he has, but our little Cooper Cup, as Matt Barry says sometimes, he's going to snap, man. This is the time. He's got the guy he needs. You know when Cooper Cup gets the ball in his hand, magic happens, man. He, yeah. he is after yards catch, after he's catch. A beast. But, so, yo, you mean yak? <laughs> you said the same thing. What about Robert Woods? Robert Woods, obviously always a threat. Always a threat. But there's room for two, man. And I feel like Robert's, Robert Woods always got... He got the shine with Jared Goff. Whereas there were stretches of the season and whole games where Cooper Cup was just left out of the game plan. You know? Dude, it seems like that Robert was coaching. Woods was always... That shit was fucked, man. It was always more consistent of a Robert Woods. And I feel like... Sean McVay and he's going to unleash a real game plan where he can lean on his quarterback like he did that one year where Goff was elite. Remember that one Monday night game where Goff went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes and it was like 50-50? Yeah, like that That's crazy. what Sean McVay can bring to a quarterback, I think. And hopefully he does that with Matt Stafford. And it will mean the unlocking of Cooper Cup. So... Well, I've, you, you know, you know, I'm a Cooper Cup guy. I've had him three years straight in at least one league, sometimes two or three leagues at a time. So what I'm saying and is, it's don't always give ended up. with heartbreak, man. The first year, ACL after killing it for the first eight weeks or whatever it was. The next year, top three wide receiver for the first half of the season, absolute garbage and touchdown dependent. The second half, and then last year he was just all over the map, man. But uh, I'll probably draft him again because I'm a sucker, and hopefully it works out this time. I'm drafting him, and in one it would week, feel good to I'm get a championship him. with him because we've both been struggling. I feel like me and him deserve one together, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> what do you mean, yeah, absolutely? You You're in every league with me. You don't want me to win. I'll, I'll let you have one. There's only one that I want to win. I mean, I want to win the other two for bragging rights, but. This is a monetary game we're playing, dog. So you can have one of the other ones, but <laughs> there's one that I want every year, my G. <laughs> oh, All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Ghost, you got anything left to say? Yeah, yo, next time that didn't crack me up that you're like, oh, it sucks for the pod because we agreed on both things. Next time we should just go fake first take steez. 
And it's just like, what? Matthew Stafford? Are you crazy? He's trash. How dare you not say Jared Goff? Oh, you want to fake argue just for just the sake f- of it? Just go full Stephen A. and fucking Max Kellerman. All right, Joe. Well, luckily, the fourth wall didn't crack completely today. <laughs> Me and the ghost still got mad love for each other, man. Catch y'all yeah. next week. Peace. Oh,